I want to welcome to our home this afternoon. God has laid a message on my heart that I believe is crucial for the society in which we live in today. Because we live in an age of change, there's been so much change in our society and, and in the world across the world. I believe that we need to talk about some things and Isaiah shares some things with us about change. There are three constances in the age of change. As I said, we live in a changing world. Each generation witnesses changes that would astound their ancestors. Scientific and technology breakthroughs have changed our lifestyles. Even weather patterns and common locations of natural disasters have changed throughout the world. These are things that the Bible has told us about for centuries. But there are three constants that remain the same. God's power to save, that remains the same. God's ability to hear and answer prayer remains the same. These things have not changed. The destructiveness of sin also remains the same. So I want us to explore this afternoon the unchanging truth of God's Word. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his hand and his face from you that he will not hear. You see, I believe that we have to understand a few things. Sin offends our holy God. Because of God's because God is holy, he cannot ignore or excuse or tolerate sin though as though it didn't matter. You see, as Isaiah lived in a day of change in times, he brought some things out to us that were very important. You see, there are warnings against sin. God's power to save still remains the same. Because he says here in the beginning of this text, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. This is a statement that has remained true throughout the ages. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he is a God who does not change. He does not change his mind. He does not change his actions. And he doesn't change his thoughts. It's a statement that will also remain true forever. Why? Because God's word from the beginning in Genesis through the end of Revelation has not changed for over 2,000 years. It's, it's a constant. It's something that we must have in our life on a daily basis in order to be able to move in a society that we live in. The constant changes that take place throughout the world. These things we must lean upon. These are the things that we must learn from in order to move forward in our daily lives. God is able to save from the physical danger. He opened the Red Sea and, uh, to save Israel from Pharaoh's army. 
We know the story that when the Egypt, when the uh, Israelites left Egypt, Pharaoh was not happy, but he let them go. After the many plagues that have taken place, all the constant change that was taking place over and over and over, finally Pharaoh threw up his hands and he let them go. But after he let them go, he changed. His mind changed. But God had made a promise. God had heard their cries and he was setting them free. So they were moving forward. And in that process, he had to open the Red Sea in which the Israelites could cross through on dry ground. To show them that he cared for them and that he was going to protect them as Pharaoh's army went to cross that same dry ground. God closed the waters and destroyed Pharaoh's army. He saved Daniel from death in the lion's den. We know the story of Daniel in the lion's den. We've heard it from when we were children. And when Daniel was put into the lion's den, those lions were hungry. They would devour anything that came into their path. But as he was in that lion's den... God was able to close the mouth of those lions and keep Daniel safe. You see, in this world of constant change that we live in, you see, God is able to protect and provide for everything that we have need of. God is able to save the soul from death. He saved religious Nicodemus from dead legalism. Matter of fact, he tells us in John verses three, verse, or chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, And Jesus in answer and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born again when he is old? How can he enter into his mother's womb? And be born. And Jesus answered unto him and spoke to him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You see, God had to explain, He had to put it in terms that Nicodemus could understand. God always puts into place things for us to understand, He always puts into place so that we understand where He's coming from. He saved a thief on the cross and guaranteed him paradise. Okay. When we read in Luke 23, we see the two thieves on the cross and how they were crucified. One hurtled insults at Jesus over and over, mocking him. But we also see that the other thief on the cross was trying to get him to understand this, this man had done nothing wrong. They understood that the change in the time at which they were living in was, was coming to an end. Their time, their change was going to be death. Therefore, Jesus looked at the one who said, remember me this day. And Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You see, these two thieves had a change coming. One was not going to be a good change, and one was. You see, God has the ability to hear and answer prayer. 
This remains the same because he says, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. God heard the prayers of his people while they were slaves in Egypt. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which were in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And I am come down here to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them up to a land unto good. And a large land unto a flowing with milk and honey. Unto a place of the Canaanites and Hittites and the Amorites and the Perseites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. You see, he called Moses to deliver them and to tell them he had heard their prayers. Moses went back. And he wanted them to understand God heard their prayers. God, God saw where they were. He promised to bring them into a good land flowing with milk and honey. He was giving them an assurance, a promise that he was going to take their devastation, their troubles, their, their hardships, and he was going to bless them with a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of peace. God has given great promise and promises of answer prayer throughout the Bible because we know that he invited Jeremiah to pray big and expect answers. Why well, he told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You see, a lot of people pray amiss. They don't know what they're praying for. But if they would just pray according to the way God wanted them to pray, God would do great and mighty things. Jesus invited believers to ask and to receive. Matter of fact, what did Jesus say in Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8? He said, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find it. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For every one that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh the door shall be opened. You see, God says to ask. Now listen, I'm not saying name it and claim it. I'm not saying if you ask for a diamond ring, you're going to get a diamond ring. I'm not saying if you ask for a Cadillac, you're going to get a Cadillac. But I'm saying if you have a specific need, you go to the Lord with it and you trust him to provide it and he will. He won't let you down. The early church prayed and thousands came to Christ. They weren't praying for vast lands and great cities. What they were praying for is they were praying for people to come to know Christ. This is what we should be praying in the church today. We should be praying for people to come to Jesus Christ and to know him as their Lord and Savior. You see, in Acts, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with women and, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. And when they had all prayed and the place was shaken there where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. You see, I believe that when we 
understand that the Word of God is telling us to speak with boldness, we need to get into the Word of God. We need to ask the Holy Ghost to help us to understand what we're reading so that that fire that burns up within our heart will give us the boldness then to speak forth out of our mouth that we will be able to share with the world what Jesus is doing. George Mueller prayed and hundreds of orphans were, were fed and clothed. A great man of God who, who had a passion for orphans, children that were left without parents. Christians prove God answers prayer every day in their pers in personal lives. I think if you know and you can think back on some of the things that you've gone through and you can say, how did I ever get through that situation? How, did I, how was I able to handle this? I think if you think back just for a moment, you could see the hand of God moving in your situation in your life. And I believe you could see how God answered the prayer. Churches pray, and it demonstrates God's promises of answer prayer when they come true. When people gather together, you see, a lot of churches aren't gathering together today. They aren't, they aren't coming. People have gotten to the point where they don't want to gather together. But the Lord instructs us that we are to gather together. I think there are times, like in the changing times that we live in today, People aren't gathering together. The COVID virus is very real and it's got a lot of people scared and, and people don't know how to handle situations. But you know, God is able to gather us here through the internet. He's able to gather us here so that we can hear the word of God. We can be fed by the Holy Spirit. This is an answer to prayer. So you see, there was a day and an age and a time when we didn't have this 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 kind of technology, this capability to reach out to people around the world. But God continually brings change that his word could be delivered. This afternoon, I want to leave you with this last point. The last point here is sin. You see, sin is a destructive force in our life. Sin is the very thing that separates us from God. We see here that this is true because Isaiah records in 59.2, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sin, sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you. You see, sin cuts people off from him forming a wall to isolate from God the people who he loves. No wonder his long list of wretched sins makes God angry and forces him to look the other way. You see, sin God can't look upon sin because he's a holy and just God. So he hides his face from this. You see, when we sin, we force God to turn away. Sin in our lives keeps our prayers from being answered. He says in here, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Elijah prayed with great power because of the way he lived. James tells us in 5.17 and 18, Elisha was a man subject to like passions as we are. 
And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth fruit. You see, this is the power of prayer. Not just from anybody, but from those who love God. Those who intently listen to him. Those who intently obey him. The progression of sin is lust. Sin is death. James also reminds us in James 1.15, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that he giveth to all men liberally and abrideth not, and it shall be given to him. You see, when we pray with earnest prayer, God answers. We cannot escape the consequences of sin. But if you will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sins will find you out. That's what he tells us in Numbers 33, 23. You see, we can't hide sin from God. God sees all. God knows man's heart. He knows our thoughts. He knows our actions. He knows what's genuine and he knows what's false. Our need for salvation remains the same. We have the need of a Savior. That will never change for man, mankind. The love of God for sinners remains the same. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You see, the Lord understands he loves us. He has made a way of escape for us. The way of salvation remains the same. You see, it's this simple. The word of the Lord says, For he who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, all we have to do is call out to him. In the midst of the changing world that we live in today, in the midst of all that is taking place, this remains consistent. This is a constant. This will never ever change. The way of salvation is simple. Ask the Lord to come into your heart today and he will because he loves you so much that he's, he gave his only begotten son. His only son. A life sacrificed. A pure life sacrificed because of our iniquities. Not just yours, but mine as well. You know, the Bible says there are none righteous, not none. You see, we all fall. We all stumble. But we all have the same God that we serve. We all have the same advocate with our Lord Jesus Christ. It's those who continually run, but continually run the wrong way. Those who continually live in this day, in this age of constant change, that are not yielding. You see, we must yield. We must recognize that if we want things to change in our life, we must realize that things have to change. I don't know about you today, but this afternoon I know that I serve a Savior who moves me, 
who directs me, who guides me, who protects me, who provides for me, who loves me so much that he gave his only son for me. You see, Jesus is the man that all of us need to come to. All of us need to come to know in a personal way. So as you play back this message maybe one or two times to grasp all that was said, I pray that the Lord would open your heart. Let him help you with the sea of changes that you're going through in your lifetime today. Let him help you. Let him help correct all the things that are going on and knowing that he alone will bless you. I want to thank you again for taking this opportunity to listen to this message, to come into our home and allowing me to come into your home and to share with you this message of three consistent changes that will remain the same. Have a good day.